0: I'm Ali the best member of the fantasy wildcard team and you're listening to the dynasty hot seat
1: Hello everybody and welcome back once again to the Dynasty Hot Seat, the only Dynasty show out there that is at Certified Inferno. And you know what, speaking of Infernos, today might be the hottest show you've ever had as the Hot Seat and the Grill come together to create the biggest Inferno we've ever seen. We've got Ali here, as he said, you know, definitely the best member of the Wild Card, the Wild Card uh, team. You can find him over at FF Dynasty Grill and of course over at the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Ali, you said it before, you know. save the best to last. All right, we've had Matt, we've had Kev, but now we're we're really, you know, got the cherry on top with you coming on and and letting letting people know your hints and tips and, and showing them how to draft the team. How are you doing?
0: Man? I'm really good, thank you. I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, that was a a great introduction. That uh, we've had the warm up act of Kevin Matt, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously absolutely buzzing as we enter draft week it's uh yeah. some people say it's the best week of of the calendar so um i think it's gonna be absolutely fascinating who goes in round one there's really no consensus that the the, um, the media and the experts are all over the place so um it's gonna be fascinating to find out who gets drafted where um but yeah i can't wait for it um how you doing connor
1: yeah man, i'm doing great I just kind of fresh off uh a week in, in Barcelona well, you know, I was speaking when I was speaking to Murph, I was telling him I was going to Barcelona and I was predicting I would come back beat root red, but I'm not as, as sunburned as you know maybe wanted it to be. The weather wasn't wasn't fantastic, but you know, still a wonderful, wonderful city. So definitely recommend it to, to anyone listening out there. It's it's great fun and you know, can't wait to get to get back to doing this. You know, I said to you before, I was like, How do I do this whole thing again? But you know, we'll we'll get into the run of things pretty quickly. And, and you know, Ali, I think one thing really important to talk about near the start, i know that the other you know your other podcast members to talk about it but you guys have got that live streamathon which is coming up pretty soon now you want to speak a few words about that
0: we have yeah so saturday the 21st of may um we're doing a 16 hour live streamathon we've got some fantastic guests last year was absolutely brilliant i'd only joined the Wild Card a few weeks previous and um just really enjoyed myself it's a, it's a bit of a grueling day but it's so rewarding. We raised some really good money for, for mine charity. Who's, you know, a lot of it, they sort of deal with mental health and there's a hell of a lot of people dealing with mental health issues up, you know, across the world. And especially during the pandemic, which is again, they still not over. Um, so they're doing some fantastic work. So I think you can hit our link tree up on our, on our Twitter page and you can make donations there. Um But yeah, that's come up 21st of May. we have got some amazing guests. Um, join us. You know for 10 minutes for an hour if you can and um you're gonna learn something we we talk about all 32 nfl teams from a dynasty perspective so um wait to see when your team's up there and and yeah it's a it's a brilliant day.
1: Yeah absolutely can't can't wait to get involved with that and you know raising money for it for a truly truly amazing cause so yeah that'll be absolutely amazing and you know what also will be absolutely amazing if you know I, i'm just gonna do a cheeky little plug myself we are this close now to actually hitting my my original target from you know the first day when i set this up i thought you know i want to get 500 subscribers on on twitter i want to get 50 people on youtube su- subscribed and we're a razor razor close to both of those so guys if you are listening i know about half the listeners on youtube aren't subscribed so if you're listening right now on youtube you haven't hit that subscribe button Give it a little press, and let's see if we can hit that 50 goal. And remember, we've got our Hall of Flame in the background there. You know, Ali's Ali's resilient Wildcard um, Podcast teammate just knocked off the top. You can see Kev Dancy got in second place. Now as Murph has taken the lead. Let's see if we can get Ali up into this top three. I know Paul probably won't be happy about being knocked off the top three spot, but let's see if we can get Ali bumped up here so make sure you give this video a little thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube Um, and with that we're going to get right into section one the art of war and that is Ali your hints and tips for Dynasty players old and new and and everything in between so what what do you got for us
0: so firstly I've done a list um, quite a few weeks ago when when you asked me onto the show and watching the shows there was a, a certain guy Lewis Wood I've absolutely enjoyed the show massively but for some reason, he must have seen my list from one to three because he read them out in order. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Um, so I've had, yeah. to come up with, I've had to come up with three more. So i tried to come up with ones that people maybe haven't said or just maybe say something a bit different about them. But my tip one is, um, one of my pet peeves really is the fact some people in Dynasty think that you have to win every single trade that you do with, with your t- teammates. They try and get every grain of value from every single trade that they do and i get a lot of people that ask me what do you think about this trade and um you know that's really enjoyable for me to help people you know get you know now a good trade in in their dynasty league but sometimes they come back and say oh well my my dynasty calculator says i'm losing it by a few you know a couple of points what about if i at you know try and get another second out of it and i'm just like you really don't need to do that you're going to put Put the other player off um from dealing with you it can be a real deal breaker not just for for that deal but for, for down the line as well i found that if you just give a little bit of value to start off with people are far more likely to try and deal with you in the future and then create even better trades down the line so i've got a guy in one of the leagues that i commissioned that he he sends me probably three or four trades a week and some of them are ridiculous but they're just fun because sending me them all the time and quite often we do find a medium where we hit on a really fantastic deal for both of us and we've got that good good communication a good relationship between us so there's nothing worse than if someone sends you a trade which is just ridiculous and they think it's fair but it just does it makes you not want to trade with them you know for the rest of the season or or whatever until they change change their tune but that's the tip one is you just don't have to smash every single trade if you give a bit of value that they might be willing to give you a bit of value down the line, so that'd be my my tip one.
1: Yeah, I like that as well. And it's you're know, building that rapport with like you're, you said, there really interestingly, and right? it's kind of like you're like your teammates, like you're like your rivals sort of as well. But they're still the people keeping that league going. You know, there's so many problems mm-hmm. with leagues folding and things like that. And, you know, getting that healthy trading relationship really helps. And you know, you'll often get people like, oh, I don't know, it's like, oh, I just need a third on top of that. It's like, no, like, <laughs> you don't. Like you yeah. want, you just want that, like just to and sometimes you know you can lean into that as well you know like you can play you know what people always want to win a trade so you might be like oh i'll give you a third on top and they'll be like oh yeah but really like you're just doing that to get it mm-hmm. over the line like just yeah it's it's a very good tip like just try and be like lewis said as well kind of like try and try and be nice to each other you know, sometimes and don't worry about winning if you and yeah there's nothing worse than seeing like that's my biggest pet peeve is you'll send a trade out and you'll say, "Oh, not, not for me, mate, thanks." And you'll get just one post back and it'll be like a screenshot of a trade calculator showing you how this person's actually losing the trade. It's like, well, don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, so- you don't have to rinse your teammates. It is, it's a fun competition. We all play because we enjoy it. We're not, we're not here to absolutely smash each other. And you know, it's, it's meant to be fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I love that as, as tip number one. So what do you got for us for your second tip?
0: So I think this has been said before. Um, probably, I think it was Kev or well, someone said it, but it's tiers. And tiers to me are far more important than than rankings 1 mm-hmm. to 24. So especially when you're doing startups, it's great to have your rankings because you know, right, said players off the board, this is my next highest player, I'm going to pick him. But if you want to get proper value, then you think, right, well, there's three players I've got in this one tier, I'm happy that they're not all going to go off the board. Perhaps I can trade back a couple of picks and and pick up extra value, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm still going to get a player in that same tier. So for me, tiers are absolutely imperative to, to doing well in Dynasty. Get your rankings, but also put them into tiers because then you know which players are, are roughly the same value. You know, you can trade sideways instead of backwards and you're going to pick up value across the board. Mm-hmm
1: yeah I think that's really important as well like it just yeah being willing to trade back and pick up extra value whenever you need and yeah it is it is hard you know ranking you know players in that definitive like one two three four five because you know that'll change so often you know like one week some even if you look at matchups like if you really want it to be that fluid with it you could change your rankings based on matchups and ease of schedule for that year and yeah, I think putting them in tiers makes it much easier to kind of say this is what I think of this, you know, block block of players. So yeah, I really like that as looking at tiers and then finding value from from those tiers. So love that as a as a second tip, Ali. So uh, what do you got for us for your third?
0: Okay, so it leads on to the draft nicely, really. So it's just a, it's a draft tip and it's you don't have to draft your starting lineup in your starting in your starting draft. Um, you're not picking Players one to eleven—they're not the ones that need to fill your lineup. So if you've not got a second running back, don't reach for a, for a running back for your starting lineup. Basically, just pick best player available when it comes to to nearly every round. Obviously, apart from quarterback, thinking super flex—it's imperative you get your quarterbacks early so you don't miss out. But then after that, just fill your team with best player available because the amount of times or the amount of trades that you see straight after startups when when the draft is finished there's trades flying about left right and center yeah people people didn't get their player but they took a player that another guy liked so they were able to get that player in a in a trade so it's basically don't don't trade don't pick for start and lineup just pick best player available and which i'll try and try and (laughs) do tonight but um apart from that yeah just pick best player available apart from your quarterbacks because you can always trade for for need later on
1: yeah, I love that. And I think we even, no, I might be wrong, but I think in a league that we're in to start up this year, I think some guy, I can't remember who it was, just got Aaron Rodgers at an absolute steal. And he already had his quarterback set, but he was like, I got to not take Aaron Rodgers here. And then he traded him later on mm-hmm. for, you know, a player that had been picked before Aaron Rodgers in the actual draft. So it's just, yeah, using that to your advantage and realizing that this isn't a draft, comp- like it's not a, a draft com- a competition. It's like, Yeah. Every you need to think of long term and thinking about value. I mean, that that's sort of the very first tip that was on the show was uh, these picks and these positions and these players, once the season starts, it's a completely different ball game. Mm -hmm. Like the value, especially of the quarterbacks, you know, that is just if someone's desperate for a quarterback, they'll they'll overpay for those quarterbacks. You've seen people, you know, paying huge amounts to get like taylor heineke last year and like just because he was a starting quarterback so yeah use that to your advantage and yeah play it, play the long game with it so i think that's a great tip for tip number three pick the best player available and now's your chance to do that as we're about to put well who knows what will happen when we put a grill on a hot seat so let's see as we put ally into the hot seat in part number two coming right up now and right, here we are. It is segment number two and somebody call the Fire Brigade because we've got the grill sitting on the hot seat, flames everywhere, it's out of control. Ali, how are you feeling?
0: Hopefully I'm not going to de- extinguish them flames um, when I pick my team so um, I can't wait for this. I've been been waiting for this a while and um, slightly nervous that it's that it's come around. I want to. It's here. It's like on Christmas. <laughs> I want to do myself <laughs> justice. Yeah, and I want to. I want to beat Matt and Kev, obviously.
1: Nice. And let's see. And you know, we just talked about this just off the re- recording there as well. We've got our, you know, our usual the 12-team, 18 rounds, and and Ali, you're taking a bit of a different tact as well. So by far and away, the most popular position to pick from has been position number three, and you're like, that's too easy for a pro like me. You're you're thinking something else.
0: What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking I'm definitely gonna go rogue. Number three is the ideal spot because you got your three elite quarterbacks. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go for number twelve. I'm gonna go absolutely crazy. Um, I'm gonna burn it to the ground and just yeah. <laughs> see see who drops to us at, at pick twelve. I've I've got my eye on somebody, but um I'm not gonna reveal who it is until Till I'm disappointed that he goes at number 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, let's see who we end up with as we go from the back end of the draft. Pick number 12 as we get this draft going. So, as you'd imagine, you got Josh Allen and Patrick Mchomes and Justin Herbert. They're the three people that come off the boards almost exclusively at the start. And, yeah, this heavy run of quarterbacks at the start and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, Dak, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift going very high there as well. Yeah. So at the end of the first round, the people sitting up at the top, Deshaun Watson has sort of crept up now towards the back end of the first round after being so far down at the start of this year. You got Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams sitting up there too. Anyone standing out
0: to you there? Well, yes, the guy that the guy that I wanted has, has gone. He was available, I think, in this pick in the, the last show, so his ADP must have gone up slightly, which is disappointing. Yeah. Um I'm gonna definitely pick quarterback with one of these spots just because there's such a wait until my next pick. Um with yeah. it, you know, not being third round reversal, there's a hell of a wait to my to my next pick. And I want to get an elite guy, and I think there's there's definitely an elite guy up there. Um my quarterback seven, someone that it's definitely going to get some sort of uh ban this season, probably looking at probably six to eight games maybe. But yeah, it, it's dynasty, so I'm happy to take to take this guy. Uh he's a fantastic quarterback. He's he's going to a team that's 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 fairly decent. They've got a really good defense, yeah. Some offensive weapons. So um I'm thinking my first pick's gotta be Deshaun Watson. Um he was available a lot later in you know a couple of months ago, his ADP shot up just because he's yeah. back, he's on a team, he's got a massive contract, so I've got no issues there. Um, except in the fact he's going to miss half the season, probably. Uh, but but it is dynasty, so um, Deshaun Watson's going to be my pick, um, at the 112, and I'm happy to get him there because again, I think if you wait another few weeks or you know, before the start of the season, he might go a lot earlier than this, so um. Yeah, Deshaun yeah. Watson is, is going to be my pick here at, at the back end of round one. Um
1: yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great pick. Deshaun Watson locked up. And I mean, you're right. I think I think actually he will start to go a little bit higher because I don't know a hot take or not, but you look at some of the quarterbacks that have gone there. I'd take Deshaun Watson ahead of Joe Burrow every single time.
0: Yeah, he's well he he's just behind Joe Burrow in my my dynasty rankings, but they're in the same tier. So, yeah, again, I'd like certainly we about above Dak Prescott, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because of the luxury of pick number
1: 12, we got back-to-back picks. So, we're on the board once again. We've locked up our, one of our quarterbacks, certainly, anyway. And we got the same sort of names at the top, some elite wide receiver options as well, with CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup sitting up there, along with Miami's Tyree Hill, Still not over it.
0: Indeed, it's going to be fascinating to see how Tyree and Tua, um, Tua get on. That could be a partnership made in heaven. And then you've got Jalen Waddle. I mean, how are you going to defend against those two weapons? It's going to be. Don't know. It's going to be far. As long as Tua's got, you know, as long as he's as good as we think he can be. I know he was my um, rookie quarterback one ahead of Joe Burrow. Um, So I'm certainly hoping that he can bounce back and be that that quarterback for the Dolphins. Um, yeah. But I'm looking now, I'm certainly not going to pick McCaffrey. I think that's far too early for McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, the same for Najee Harris. It's tempting to pick Javon Williams and, and get an elite running back. Um, it's looking, looking like he could be in for a, a massive role. He's certainly got a quarterback upgrade in Russell Wilson so that they look a real contender this year. So mm-hmm. it's close between him, but in consideration as well as Carl Pitts. He would definitely be in, in play for me, even in a non-tight end premium league. I think to get that yeah. elite option at tight end that you then haven't got to think about it for, you know, till the later rounds. Um, it's just going to be a cheat code because they've basically got no wide receivers at the minute. Yeah, um, and he's going to get peppered with a ton of a ton of targets coming this year, and he's so young and he's he's such a beast. So yeah, he's, he's certainly in in play here. But I think, um, I think I'm going to take my wide receiver three who's on the board here and it's actually the guy at the bottom of that, that wide receiver list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to pick AJ Brown, um, a, an elite guy who's, who's still really young. He's, he's obviously wanting a, a new contract. I think he's going to get it um, just to lock up that elite option at wide receiver. You saw last year that where the running backs fell down apart from the likes of Jonathan Taylor, there was wide receivers really took it to the next level. And if you had, if you had some of the elite guys like Jamar Chase last year, then then your dynasty team done really well. So yeah, I think for me to have to have that elite option, um, I think a load of these guys will be gone um, and I'll be left picking from sort of more receiver twos come my next mm-hmm. go. So I think I'm going to lock up AJ Brown as, as my pick two.
1: Yeah, AJ Brown and the, you know, great, Great value. It's a bit surprising to see him at the bottom of that group, you know. But you're right, he's probably in that same sort of tier, you know, a tier system if you're looking at it as like a Devante Adams. like, And yeah, expect him to just keep taking those steps up. AJ Brown, one of my favourite players, to target last year as well. He took that little dip for like four or five weeks, and you yep. could really just get in there and and just throw first-round picks in a player at him, and, and sometimes it you get people to bite, which is, you know, looking like, you know, magic right now.
0: Definitely. He's is- it's not on not on the best offense. A lot of the, a lot of players think that. Well, it's it's clear that that offense runs through Derrick Henry at the minute, but he's getting up there in age. It's going to be interesting what yeah. they do at the the court of acquisition with Ryan Tannehill. Um, but AJ Brown is is a lock. He's, a, he's an elite wide receiver. He's my wide receiver three. Yes, um, yeah. he's a very safe pick. So to get him in round two, and um, I'm happy to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and now here we are at you know the back end of. Round number three, we've got Stefan Diggs sitting up there near the top with J.K. Dobbins and well, Seiko and Barkley all the way down at the end of round number three. That's, yeah, a huge fall from Grace there. And, you know, Mark Andrews, the tight end stood on the board there. And, you know, some people we talked about earlier, Tua uh, and Derek Henry sitting there too. So, anyone catching your eye of these prospects?
0: Yeah, so, again, I think I've got two picks back to back. And, again, mm-hmm. once again, it's, it's going to be a long long wait until my next pick. So, it is super flex, and I want to probably lock up a quarterback again here um, because then I could be picking from, you know, my quarterback sort of twenty downwards with my next pick. So, yeah. could I just see the quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, so quarterbacks available. You got Stafford up at the top with Tua, uh, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Zach Well, Zach Wilson. There, I will say, you know, if we're if we're playing the. The honor system, as Garrett Garrett Price called it, Tom Brady will be lurking somewhere there. <laughs> if you want to play the honor code, um, I think yeah, he'll be. I don't think he'll have gone yet, will he? No, he's all the way down there. But yeah, those are your, your quarterbacks
0: available. I'm wearing my Buccaneers hoodie, so it is, te- it is tempting <laughs> to have um, Tom Brady. The, the other thing is, if because I've taken to Watson, and I, I know that he's gonna miss a certain part of the season, a large chunk of it, yeah. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need two starting quarterbacks. To to be in my team um mm-hmm. for when, for when he's not there. So I definitely need a quarterback in this situation. Um and I think looking at that, I'm gonna be picking the guy that won the Super Bowl last year. Um he's in his mid thirties. I think he's still got four, five, possibly six decent years left in him. He's on a fantastic offense, fantastic offensive coach. I think it's a safe pick, especially for my quarterback two. Um, he's got the wide receiver one in dy- mm. not in Dynasty, but for last season in, in Cooper Cup. Um he's now got Alan Robinson as well, someone that I really like as a as a target. Um it's gonna be Matt Stafford with with one of these picks. So I might as well take him here and I've locked yeah. up two starting quarterbacks for two for two good teams. Um I've then got my quarterback who's gonna start while Deshaun Watson is is not there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm certainly happy with that that start.
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta look Matthew Stafford in there. You know he'll, and you know he knows what the Rams will do. They might trade away all their picks for more weapons. Still, again, and just double down and just yeah, keep keep doing what they've been doing. So even though they've already got Robinson, who knows who else that they'll add? Like there, I can see them going after like a crazy tight. And even like yeah, they'll, I think they're all in on this. Just give away draft picks and win as many Super Bowls as they can. They're not done with this one. I think they're going to try and run it back.
0: Oh, yeah they're definitely gonna run it back Well, they're gonna try they're gonna they're gonna to fail to the buccaneers but they're gonna try <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a fantastic offense um the chemistry he had with with cooper cup last year was unreal um yeah and yeah it's, it's safe as houses to be a, a quarterback one this next year so as my quarterback two that's definitely happy
1: love it and uh, we're still obviously on the board with our back-to-back picks and Somewhat tempting maybe to take someone like Tua here so you have your three quarterbacks kind of locked in and then you've obviously got, you know, J.K. Dobbins coming off the injury, Antonio Gibson there as well and then your elite tight end Mark Andrews sitting there too as well as, you know, some some quality wide receivers still on the board.
0: Yeah, this is a a difficult one, certainly a spot I'd be trying to trade back a little bit for I think. Um, Yeah. So I think my seat is a bit is warming up slightly, and <laughs> just <laughs> just looking at the list, um, I'm definitely tempted by Mark Andrews, who I've famously not called elite in the past, but certainly <laughs> he is he's elite now. He's my tight end too in Dynasty? Um, yeah. So it'd be can I just have a look at running backs and wide receivers, please?
1: Yeah, of course. So along with the people we talked about there, you know Chris Godwin is still sitting there, obviously. Tampa Bay player for you there. Deontay Johnson, you know, he's a funny one, right? You know, some people seem to really, really love him and think he's just got this huge breakout season coming and other people are just like, nah, it's not fussed. <laughs> I'm sort of, I think I'm maybe in between. Like, he's pretty good, but I'm not I'm not fully sold on Deontay Johnson, yeah.
0: Well, I love Deontay Johnson, but I just, I don't love the quarterback situation that he, he finds himself in with yeah. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky or a rookie quarterback if they're going to they're going to draft on which looks fairly likely I think they they could target mm-hmm. a quarterback um so I don't love the situation I love the fact that Juju's not there anymore um yes. you certainly love that situation with him landing on the Chiefs Yeah I I'm think, pretty happy with that yeah I think that's a decent fit um uh <clears throat> I've got a lot of these in the same in a similar tier so it would be difficult to take one ahead of the other um I think I'm actually going to take Mark Andrews is going to be my mm-hmm. pick here. It's going to be my lockup, the 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 tight end one from last year. Um, him and Lamar Jackson got fantastic chemistry. He's yeah. a massive weapon in that offense. It's now someone that I haven't got to think about that position for for a long time. Um, I'm happy to get to get Mark Andrews. And it, it it's been a change in my strategy where I've always faded tight end to start off with and tried to find them gems in the in the latter half of the the drafts but it the last couple of years it's really not paid off um yeah a lot of the tight ends you you project to do well they just they haven't done well and they haven't progressed and it's the you look at the in the the fantasy playoffs and you just got to look at the teams and most of them at the top they've all got the elite tight ends there's a, yeah. there's a common common theme running through them so i think you've got to have a, an elite tight end to compete even in non tight end premium
1: yeah, that uh, is something you know I've said a few times in this show as well. Is you know, that, to win a game in dynasty United football, you got to get the most points, and you have to play a tight end in, in every league. And someone you have to play with a premium. Some you even have to play two tight ends. And if you can get someone like Mark Andrews who's scoring, if Mark Andrews was listed as a wide receiver, he would have been wide receiver five last year. Yeah. So that is outscoring. You know. So many, you know, elite options. That you know, if someone told you, oh, you can start, you can start Jamar Chase at tight end, you'd be like, oh, wow. Obviously, I'll do that. It's like, well, Mark Andrews wasn't that far behind Jamar Chase last year. Yeah. So, yeah, just try and just think about it as points. Um, yeah, I like think Mark Andrews is just points, and he'll get you that. And compared to someone else who's going to be starting, Tyler Higby or somebody like that, you know, Mark Andrews is going to blow him out the water so I think it's having that elite tight end even in non-premium leagues is is really important in in my opinion and you know we got that locked in though which is great and we're we're heading into the back end of round number five as we see oh my goodness Ezekiel Elliott at the back end of round number five is still <laughs> there along with you know Mac Jones and Keenan Allen and one of my favourites Michael Pittman Jr. Still still sitting on there as well as oh your boy Mike Evans is still there
0: too <laughs> he is still there and I'm happy that he's still there um yeah, just uh this is an, another tough spot, but um surprised that Zeke Elliott's still there. He's certainly in consideration. Mm. Can I just look at uh running backs,
1: please? Yeah, of course. So yeah, Zeke is there, Elijah Mitchell there as well, who obviously looked fantastic last year. Um E.J. Dillon, Leonard Fournette, and uh oh Michael Carter, of course, there. You could make certain someone very happy by, by taking <laughs> Michael Carter.
0: Oh no, I've got to leave Michael Carter out. Um, yeah. No, I, I do. I really like Michael Carter. I, I, I hope that the the Jets don't draft a, a running back. Um I think mm-hmm. he's set up for a fantastic year. I think the Jets are going to be a really decent offense this year. I really rate Zach Wilson as a as a quarterback. I think he's going to take some proper growth in in year two in that offense. Yeah. Um, I'm lo- I'm just looking forward to seeing what what they do, and and certainly Michael Carter with his. Pass catching ability he could surprise a lot of people and finish as a yep. running back one this year. I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, so yeah, the, yeah. Um, I'm probably happy to still wait a little bit on running back. Um, yeah. Can I have That's again. We've picked Deshaun Watson. He's going to miss mm. <clears throat> going to miss half the season. I've got to say, you've got he's going to miss half the season and then anything better than that is, it's just a bonus. Um, <clears throat> I've got a lot of these quarterbacks in, in the same tier. So I might, I might play chicken and see if one of them will fall to me in, mm. in the next t- couple of rounds. But <clears throat> is it, is it
1: now? Would it still be within the court of honor to draft Tom Brady at the end of round number
0: five? <laughs> or is that, is that too far? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I've actually got him ranked. It's very similar to these guys. I've got him ranked yeah. in Dynasty eighteen just behind Derek Carr. And I think Derek Carr is still on the board. Is he still is he still
1: surely not? He is. Yeah, yeah, Derek Carr is very far down the board, actually, which is a bit surprising.
0: So I think I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that Derek Carr is is still yeah. there with my next pick, because I think yeah. again linking up with Devontae Adams, that's fantastic. But yeah. Um for now. <clears throat> I am going to back-to-back picks. I think I would lock in here. I'd have to go for. I have to go for my guy, Mark Evans. He's going to be on the fringe of wide receiver one again this year. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin's looking like he could miss the start of the season. We've brought over Russell Gage from from our rivals, the Falcons, but Mike Evans is still the number one weapon target on that offense. Yeah. He's, he's produced, what is it, eight a 1,000-yard seasons in a row. He's the only guy yeah. to ever do it. Um, so I think I lock in Mike Evans, and I think I do need to pick a runner back here because um, you did mention him. Is he's, he's someone that surprised a lot of people last year. I know we were talking him up a lot on the wild cards heading into the draft that Elijah Mitchell was the cheaper option in the 49ers' offence um Mm -hmm. obviously they drafted Trey Sermon a lot earlier than Elijah Mitchell but we just like the fact that Mitchell was the cheaper option and Kyle Shanahan doesn't care about your draft capital if if you turn up and produce then you're going to be their running back and he took the offense by storm he was fantastic Raheem Mostert's now moved across to the Dolphins yeah Um, so I think Elijah Mitchell's got a chance there's always the chance that Trey Sermon comes back and you know takes over the offense or someone else comes in and But I think Elijah Mitchell, with with how he started last year, he had such a big workload straight away. He was was just fantastic. Um, On a really good offence with one of my favourite quarterbacks, Trey Lance. Um, I think I need to lock up my first running back, which would be Elijah Mitchell.
1: Nice. I really like that. You know, that is such a coveted position to try and get. It's that 49ers running back. And Elijah Mitchell, you know, he's done everything he possibly can to to make him the guy there. And yeah, if he continues to play well, he'll, he'll continue just to, to be in that spot. And yeah, Elijah Mitchell just was dynasty gold last year. So this will be, he kind of continues on into this year as we're fast approaching our seventh pick. As we see, you know, people like Wentz and Kirk Cousins flying off the board. We're hoping not to see Derek Carr. I didn't see, didn't didn't see Derek Carr's name there. Um, he is still available. So that's what kind of what we wanted is we're back on the board for back-to-back picks again. As you know, Derek Carr is still available there, as he talked about, along with you know Mike Williams still there, Alvin Ross and Brian, uh, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, James Connor, and a host of others. So anyone you're thinking about there, Eli?
0: Yeah, so I think in real-life situations, Derek Carr will probably be taken possibly a lot higher than this. Um, Certainly ahead of Jared Goff, uh, yeah, probably, probably Matt Ryan as well. I think think that the Raiders have seen what other teams are doing and they've slightly gone all in. They've spent a lot of money on their defense and obviously they've brought over Devontae Adams to link up with Derek Carr again from the old days. So mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr would be a, a fantastic pick if you could get him. as a back free. That's that's just money because his he's just signed a new deal. That they're, they're going to be together for a for quite a long time now and. Um, linking up with Devonte Adams, we saw what what Aaron Rodgers did with with Devonte Adams. I'm not saying Derek Carr is Aaron Rodgers because he's far from it, but yeah, it'll just give him such a lift, and they're going to produce so many touchdowns, and it, it'll be great to see them two link up again. Um, so Derek Carr's definitely going to be one of my uh, my picks here, and I think it's going to be another guy that I had doubts about coming out in the draft last year could it could I just see wide receivers please
1: yeah of course so yeah you got the people we talked about earlier uh along with you know Daryl Mooney still sitting there as well you know Brandon Cooks who seems to be quarterback proof is still there as well you know Chase Glenpool and you know Juju Sousa who you talked about earlier too still available
0: yeah so this is it's a fairly close one actually there's two two guys there. One of them, Amon Ra St. Brown, who I had doubts about last year. I didn't think he was mm. going to produce in the NFL. But I was wrong. I know he he was one of the only viable targets in that Detroit offence with, with all the injuries that they had. Mm. But he earned them targets in a way and he produced some fantastic figures toward the end of the season. I have to believe that he's still going to be a big part of that offence going forward. Um, I think they will draft or, or bring in a, a decent wide receiver as possibly wide receiver one but I think that Amin Arce Brown is a, is a fantastic prospect and he's probably a little bit lower here than he should be going um, the other one is Darnell Mooney and um, Kev absolutely hates this guy I think and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darnell Mooney he, he, again he su- he surprised people last year with his chemistry he had with Justin Fields um Everyone thought, especially me, I called Alan Robinson the safest wide receiver one yeah. last year and got it fantastically wrong. Darnell Mooney earned all of them targets and just took it to another level. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got the speed. He's got that chemistry with with Justin Fields. The fact they've got no one else really to compete against him for targets is yeah fantastic. So he's definitely in play here. I'd rather have him as wide receiver three than... Well, he no, he will be wide receiver three, so um it's definitely between those two those two guys um my seat at this point is, is <laughs> getting really, really hot now because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna make a decision and instantly regret taking this me. is
1: this is one where you like put into the chat it's like anyone want to trade and then put your phone down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for like an hour <laughs>
0: definitely um obviously we've got calvin ridley on on there who's again if we're a rebuilding team he'd be fantastic to take because He's, a, he's an elite wide receiver when he yeah. when he does play, um, and then you got Brandon Cooks as well, who's forever underrated. He'll give you yeah. fantastic, just great production, and is is always is always drafted far too lower than he should be going. So <clears throat> yeah, I think I am going to go for. <clears throat> Let's go for Darnell Mooney. Let's I'll surprise myself. I'll go Darnell Mooney who. I think it's going to be the wide receiver one in that offence. Um, he already had the fantastic chemistry with Justin Fields. Um, and I think he's going to light it up this, this year and going forward. So I think it's my wide receiver three. I'm i I'm really happy with that.
1: Yeah, you got to love that. And, of course, gives you the chance to say Darnell to the Mooney, which everyone loves. Can't get enough of that.
0: Especially our Kevin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 we get... Darnold Mooney locked up as we see some of those people we talked about earlier, Amon Ross and Brown, you know, flying off the board. And we're coming into pick number nine at the back end of the ninth round. We got pick number nine and ten, back to back. so far a very different draft, right? Compared to like the others that you've seen, like a pick number three. So we're seeing the huge difference that you know starting position does make um in a startup draft to see a uh, Interesting run of tie ends. with so Frym with Kosicki, Knox, and Schultz all coming off the board. Um, and here we go. We are in the back end of round number nine. Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, and Daniel Jones sitting up at the top. Chase, oh wow, yeah, what happened? Um, <laughs> yeah, it says, yeah, yeah, Chase Evans, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, there's a bit of a turning point here, right? And yeah, it's yeah, it's not looking as nice as it was even a round <laughs> ago. That long wait really just. Yeah, got rid of a lot of a lot of the high end players. Is anyone there? You think, oh, there's a bit of value there, like a Juju Smith Schuster, or are you want me to filter in some some positions?
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I think this backed up the point of where I took Mark Andrews. It's probably somewhere some position. I will probably it could have felt like a reach. I think it was fourth round, third, fourth round, but just to lock up that position um, because I'd be scratching around for guys that you know might not even be a tight end one next season and it's yeah it's really looking grim <clears throat> and also the yeah, yeah you've got Noah Fant who's got the talent another guy that Kev absolutely hates <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I love the talent and moving across to Seattle you know it, it could it could work out there with whatever quarterback you know Drew Locke or, or whether they draft a, a quarterback <clears throat> Irv Smith Jr. is another one that I absolutely love um, yeah probably got him ranked higher than he should be but I just see the talent and I think he's still got a great opportunity to kick on. And I think 2022, he could have a, he could have a really big year. Uh, but then apart from that, you're looking at guys like Rob Gronkowski that might be retired at this stage. Yeah. Got Zach Ertz that I quite like. Um, mm-hmm. but, but again, I'm much happier to have an elite guy than have to rely on Zach Ertz week in, week out. So, um, yeah.
1: So yeah, I think great decision, <clears throat> you know, taking that elite guy so early. I'm just wondering why, um, JJ Orsega Whiteside isn't isn't on this uh, top tier list yet. He must, have, it's he probably must not, have
0: not caught up yet.
1: Yeah, he, he maybe he's um he must have gone already. Someone must have drafted him already, oh, I'm sure. Been. Yeah, yeah. Um so <laughs> we've we've got a few other players up here. Has anyone caught you right there, or you want me to have a look at certain positions for you?
0: Can I look at running back, please?
1: Yeah, of course. So let's have a look at running back. Uh Rashad Penny, still there who we haven't mentioned, Codrell Patterson. You're there too, you know, could he repeat? And you know, Devin Singletary had a great ending to to the season um, at at Buffalo. So, is anyone there standing out for your Rainbowster mm. sneaking down the bottom there as well?
0: And Ronald Jones, your runner back one for Kansas City. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Ronald, he might he might be sneakily okay because the Kansas City offensive line is is excellent. You know, at you know, making space for people. And Rojo is like Jared McKinnon was running past people last year because the offensive line is so good. So Ronald Jones, yep. yeah, I've got some hope for him. Not a huge amount, but some.
0: Yeah, not not sort of, I don't want to be taken in as my running back too. Um, that's no. for sure. Um yeah. But there is an interesting couple of guys there. Well, two or three guys there. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, eventually will be the running back one for the Patriots I think yeah we'll eventually overtake Damian Harris I think could be entering the last year of his contract or getting close to so mm-hmm. I think he's it he's a good stash away um then the guy underneath him is the most interesting Rashad Penny who mm. looked fantastic he looked like an elite running back at the back end of of last year uh, you know we just pray that he can stay healthy he's he's in yeah. that continued offense so that it's going to be tough because without Russell Wilson looking like the the Seahawks are in rebuild mode but Rashad Penny would would be a fairly safe runner back to take and and start week in week out if he can keep healthy um but apart from that you're looking at Cordarrelle Patterson that started off amazingly last year was their offense in in Atlanta then faded <laughs> yeah. away faded away so such so, you know um but he's getting up there in age I think he's 30, yeah. 31 so he's probably not in play here and Devin Singletary is the other guy. He's he again, he ended the year so fantastically. But i will just if I took him, I'd be so scared that the, the Bills are going to draft a running back this week and especially Brees Hall that would just destroy Devin Singletary yeah. value. So I think I'm still going to fade the running back position for now. Um, can yeah. I just look at wide receiver, please? Of course. So
1: you got you know, Juju, we talked about there. Um, Michael Gallup obviously just re-signed up for the Cowboys. Robert Robert Woods at Tennessee's interest not really been talked about it too much. I think that's an interesting one there. With all the attention will be on Henry and AJ Brown. Robert Woods is a good player and he's going to get you know a lot of open looks. I think at Tennessee, so he could be interesting. And then of course uh, your favorite Kenny Lolladay
0: sitting underneath him. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Lolladay. I- I have to think that it can't get any worse for Kenny Pickett. So um, I don't know what happened to him because he was at, at Detroit. He was such a good, a good wide receiver. He was so smooth. He was just fantastic. And and now he's just look what the Giants have done to him. Um, yeah. But the guy that you've mentioned earlier in a couple of times, I think Juju Smith-Schuster. I think yeah, he's still twenty-four, twenty-five years old. He came into the league so young. He's already produced. Yeah wide receiver one season I think he's wide receiver eight and we know the talent he's got we just need a place where he can he can stick on to and what better to have Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback <laughs> slinging you the ball there's yep. no Tyreek no Tyreek Hill now so I think he's got a fantastic opportunity to to produce in in KC um and to get him as my wide receiver four I think I think that does represent great value because if if he has a decent decent season I think what is he is he on a one-year deal? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. It's a prove it deal if he has a fantastic season. I think the market will be pretty hot for him again next year. Maybe the the Chiefs re signing, which would be ideal. Um, and I think you'll get fantastic draft value from Smith Schuster. So, this sort of comes into what I said about just drafting the best player available. I think his value could be the highest in six months, 12 months' time, where you can trade him away. I don't need to start him every single week. Mm -hmm. Um, I could trade him away for, for an asset. Um, so I think Juju's got to be the the pick here.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. It's Juju getting him locked up. You know, Tyreek Hill has obviously gone, but you know, the Chiefs have let go of the majority of that wide receiver room. It's just kind of like Nicole Hardman is is left there of, you know, the players from like two years ago, they're all sort of, you know, Gordon is gone. I think you got people like you know, just hey yeah, it's just McCall Hartman that is left. Byron Pringle's off committing crimes somewhere else. Like yeah. he's yeah, like it's Juju and Hardman and hopefully, you know, some some others that will be added in the draft. Even back to back wide receivers might be quite nice.
0: George Pickens would be ooh, wonderful.
1: Ooh, pants off, <laughs> as you guys said it pants off, pants off. Yeah, so I would love that to happen. So we've got Juju locked in as our pick in the ninth round and I'll just put everybody back on the board you. there as we're back to back picks again. Anybody standing out for you on the board there you got some interesting quarterbacks still there. Davis Mills standing out to me personally there. I think I'm a big believer in Davis Mills and, and Pep Hamilton as well who's a bit of a quarterback whisperer so I think he'll maybe work his magic on, on Davis Mills
0: too. Yeah I think you're right. I, I'd love to buy into Davis Mills at the minute especially while there's a little bit of rookie hype about the quarterbacks, not not much as I'd like to, but yeah. Davis Mills, uh, he surprised a lot of people last year, including myself. Managed to take him so late in drafts last year, and yeah, he definitely showed that he can be the the Texans' quarterback one. They're certainly not thinking about quarterback, I don't think, at the minute. So I think he's going to be safe heading into this year. But um, but yeah, who knows if he has another another good year where he takes another step, then. I know you've been buying a lot of shares of Davis Mills. Well, those those yep. shares be worth a hell of a lot more in the years yep. time where you can trade a few of them away, and you've you've made plenty of value there. So yeah, that's the sort of move that I like to like to make. Um, but just looking at the board, um, it's between. I don't need to think about quarterback, and I don't need to think about tight end. So I think it's between a couple of running backs in this situation. Um, and it is Ramondre Stevenson. Chase Edmonds is interesting in Miami. Mm. Um, he has shown flashes of what he can do. He probably is going to be the running back one, but then you've got most it coming in. There's a whole host yeah. of, of running backs that could just, I think it's going to be a committee. So I'm not really interested in taking Edmonds. Um, I think at this stage, I'm going to take a punt on Rashad Penny. There's, No real wide receivers that are taking a pick. LaVisca Chennault is someone that I was so high on last year and just disappointed so much that I've still not given up complete hope, but there's not that much hope left. I think Rondell Moore is interesting as well, especially the fact that Christian Kirk's now gone. Um, I think if, if everything is well again in Arizona with Kyler Murray, um, you've got DeAndre Hopkins coming back. I think that could be a really good offence and run down more from the slot. And with his speed, he sh- he showed a couple of weeks where he was fantastic. He scored so many points, but then he d- he didn't do much else. Um, So I think, can I just see running backs just to see if I was yeah. to not, not take Penny, what am I left with? And oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got, yeah, I think Devil Singletree, I don't know if he would be there mm. as we came around again. And then you got like, you know, Ronald Jones, Miles Gaskin, who's part of that committee at Miami, Zach Moss, who's, you know, not great. Raheem Mustard also, that Miami committee, and then, you know, Chuba Hubbard and Trey Sermon, Kenyon Drake, and yeah. It's then you get into your, your PPR guys after that.
0: Yes, it, like you say, it's PPR guys and it's the backups, um, which yeah. is not ideal. So, I am gonna take a runner back in the situation and I'm gonna take a punt on Rashad Penny being that elite guy that he finished the season as. Um he was he was fantastic. He was the hog. He he just looked he looked brilliant between the tackles, he's yeah. great explosiveness. Um if he can keep that up, I think he can be a really safe wide receiver to start as long as he can just stay healthy.
1: Yeah, love it. Let's get Rashad Penny in. And yeah, you're right. If he does stay healthy, like that is, you know, great news. And you can even lean into the, the, the tip that you give, you know, at the start as well. Like the team you draft doesn't have to be the team that starts. Like if you get Rashad Penny and he has three weeks looking amazing and you're still not quite confident he'll stay healthy, then you can sell him mm-hmm. and like move on from there. So yeah, he's he's definitely going to be the starter week one, I think. And if he explodes then then you know the huge his value just skyrockets from there
0: exactly yeah uh, i'm not going to be winning no championships realistically with with Penny as my runner back too so um again uh, ideally i'd like to move on from him potentially um i've got some good quarterbacks good wide receivers that i could trade away and possibly get a runner back in the season mm-hmm. um there's plenty of options um so so yeah, i i think i'm happy he's probably the highest guy on my board uh, when i've picked yeah. him so
1: and we're back on the board here at in round number eleven. And Devin Singletary did come back around, which is quite interesting, along with you know, Christian Kirk, who we talked about earlier. You think he he must be used in, in Jacksonville, the amount that they're paying him. So he's a really interesting prospect. Or of course, the
0: <laughs> the
1: very controversial pick, DJ Chark still, you know, <laughs> sitting there, you know, Kev's favorite player.
0: He yeah, he um historically had him above Jalen Waddell in his rankings so <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a mistake so we can't grill him too much but it is funny we are not got name, forget that one um, but yeah t- one guy that we spoke about is interesting here um, surprising to see Devin Singletary and I think it's a decent spot to take a chance on Devin Singletary because if they end up not drafting a running back or or just take one late on then I think Every single Terry is is in line for it again. A fairly big workload this year on a fantastic offense with with Josh Allen and the, you know the number one dynasty quarterback. So I think the upside is is worth taking a pick here. And then the other guy that you you mentioned, I think Christian Kirk, that you know is one of the highest paid wide receivers. Unbelievably, yeah. he's going to get used in Jacksonville, and he's he's now linked to to Trevor Lawrence, someone that I was really high on coming out last year, and I still am really high on him. I think. I think you yeah. can write off last year with everything that happened in Jacksonville. It was a bit of a disaster. I can forgive him, and I think he's got so much upside. He's one of the best college college prospects we've ever seen at the quarterback position. So you've got to believe that that's going to translate into the NFL. Um, so I think could I just see the run? Uh, sorry, the wide receivers, just to see if I wasn't going to pick Kirk. Who else could I pick? And there's. Terrorists get off them. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Gable
1: Davis as well. You know, one of the highest selected players from the show, Gabe Davis, and mm. yeah, some interesting people as well. There's uh, Russell Gage, obviously, you talk about, but he's got so much competition all around him.
0: He yeah, has. So, yeah, I think my two picks are probably going to be locked in here. Um, there is some interesting guys, but. But to get Christian Kirk, I think it's now going to be a wide receiver five. I think he provides some some really good upside. They're going to have to use him the amount of money that they paid him. Yeah. Um, I think he's, I liked him on Arizona last year. I think we've we, we've talked a lot about him on the wild card as, as someone that you can buy low. And we, we hope that he stayed in Arizona. It's not ideal that he's moved away, but then he's been given, you know, massive amount of money. So, they're going to use him. So Christian Kirk, I'll be ha- very happy to take his, my wide receiver five. Um, and then I'll take Devin Singletary um, as well, running back three. I think he provides enough upside at round 12 where yeah. you know if they don't draft that running back, then then I've certainly smashed the pick here. If they do, then it's around 12 pick, So it's not it's not the end of the world. Um,
1: yeah, you just got to look at the players going around him at the stage as well. You got like Curtis Samuel and you know Alexander Madison and Miles Gaskin, Terrence Marshall. Like, yeah, the the potential ceiling there is, is far far higher for for Kirk and Singletary there than than any of these guys. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And we're back on the board in round number thirteen. Oh, actually, Ali, what I'll do is I'll just show you and people watching and listening. What we got so far. So you've got your three quarterbacks and your three running backs. Then you've got your five wide receivers and one tight end as well. So that's kind of the layout of your your team at the minute. As we're we're in round number thirteen. Is there any position you would like to see in particular, or is there someone that's jumping off the page looking at you there?
0: Um I just want to have a quick look at the tight ends just to see if there's anyone interesting with a lot of upside to the left. I was I was hoping to see Irv Smith there, but he's He's not there, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's just gone off the board, unfortunately. Yeah, Hunter Henry sitting there, and, you know, some Zach Ertz, said you mentioned Albert O as well, he's slowly creeping up, you know, the, the Eddie He Maybe, I don't know if he'd be gone at this stage, but he'd be pretty close to around this kind of round 13 area.
0: Yeah, so Albert O is definitely. Definitely interesting here. I don't know about the honor system; whether it's still able <laughs> to take Alberto at this position. I think it's crept up enough where it'd be it'd be fine to take him. Um, yeah, Alberto. We've not seen too much from him, but he's he's got all the elite traits we look for. He's he's now obviously linked with Russell Wilson, so putting the two two and two together. Yeah, we think he could be a fantastic dynasty tight end. Um, so if we just look at running back and wide receiver, please. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah uh, it's a
1: bit of a bit of a wasteland slightly russell Gage is there zach moss van jefferson yeah there's not a huge amount there
0: there's not a huge amount there no um certainly a lot of guys that i'm fading at the minute um could i just have a look at wide wide receivers yep
1: so people who are kind of popping up there uh, there wide receiver, you got, you know, Paris Campbell, who's, you know, always injured. You know, has a potential to just injured all the time. Marquez Callaway, you know, I mean, he looked pretty good last year. You know, had, I thought, I think he kind of dropped the ball a bit last year, Marquez Callaway. I think that was his moment to be, you know, the guy there, and he he did okay, but he didn't he didn't seize it.
0: Yeah, I, I think I wrote about him going into last season and just basically echoed what you just said there it was his chance to shine with you know no Michael Thomas it it was a a barren what you know wasteland of wide receiver room and yeah he he really was disappointed he flashed one week I had him in plenty of plenty of my dynasty teams and he was just unable to start him just because you never know what you're going to get from him and um I was definitely disappointed with with what he showed last year um
1: it was those catches in preseason just that got everybody so excited, right? And then that was that was basically the best of it from him,
0: unfortunately. It was. It was the Terrace Marshall effect where he was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely balling out at pre-season and then yeah. disappeared. Um, yeah. So, I am probably going to be taken again. Alberto is definitely interesting. Um, can I just have a look at running backs?
1: please? Yes. Yeah. So running back, you've got you know it's sort of those PPR guys that we talked about before. Gus Edwards is sort of sneaking down the bottom there as well, Um, as you know. People like you know we talked about Trey Sermon earlier. You do have Elijah Mitchell. Might be interesting to pair up him and Sermon.
0: Yeah, that's certainly something that I've been thinking about. Um, You just you have that bit of safety blanket. Uh, They they could easily bring somebody else in and it could be someone off the street and he ends up as the star that's just how it's just how it goes with with san francisco yeah um it it's it's one of them picks where it's just disgusting to make it doesn't feel good when you pick trace sermon whereas i felt really good about picking um juju in the last round and yeah um this doesn't this doesn't feel great um oh skip to that point that yeah <laughs> every one of the shows where people were just like ah oh, I'm really not sure which one to take here yeah. um definitely Gus Edwards is is certainly interesting with with the the Ravens running back room they don't seem to feature one guy um we had Levy on Bell and all sorts of players producing last year with yeah. with the injuries you've got him and JK Dobbins coming off coming off major injuries so um Gus Edwards is definitely in play. It's between him, Trey Sermon, um, Russell Gage was also interesting for me. I think with Chris Godwin missing the start of the season, I think mm. he could see a value spike with if he has a couple of good, good games to start the season. Um, that, and Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are forever getting injured. I think it's just the play style yeah. that Russell Gage could slot in there very nicely and take plenty of targets. So. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray that Gus Edwards is there in the next next time I come to pick, which could be a mistake. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go for Russell Gage as one of my picks here. Yep. A bit of a homer pick. And I'm going to go for... <clears throat> do I go Albert O? Yeah, I'll go Albert O, just because... I think if it does, if he does hit it off with with Russell Wilson, then I think I'm going to have a piece that I can trade away and possibly get a nice, yeah. a nice rookie pick or running back or wide receiver whatever I need at the time. I think he's someone that's got the most upside left out of the guys left on the board.
1: Yeah, I think that's nice as well. And that's your your second tight end kind of kind of locked up and was was good as well about you know coming back to that taking that elite like tight end early. If Albert O is playing well enough, then you can start Albert O as your tight end and just play Mark Andrews in a flex spot because he's that good. He will get that many points. So, yeah, you gotta be got to be happy. That's great value there getting Albert O. And we were hoping and praying that... Oh, has he gone?
0: He's there. You, number, number four on the list. Oh, he's
1: there. Gus Edwards. He is still available on the board there in round... Round number fifteen. So is that what you're thinking right off the bat, or you want to see what else um, is available?
0: I'll see. Um I'll see runner backs and actually let's have a quick look at quarterbacks just to see. I just want to see interestingly who's who's left. Um Marcus Mariota, you know, he is officially the
1: starter at the moment, you know, is is still there and I don't think anyone else there is. No. Starter, from what I can see, um, no, I don't think so.
0: So I think if this was a real life situation, I probably would be going Marcus Mariota, just because you're getting a starting back this late in the draft. Again, it's going to be an asset that you can trade away. There's there's always people that fade quarterback and they end up getting burned because of it, and they're chasing the quarterback. As you mentioned mm-hmm. at the start of the start of the show with Taylor Heineke, you could people were paying second round picks or whatever for him last year just because they needed a starting quarterback. So in a real life situation, I'd probably would pick Marcus Mariota here. Um, but if I could just look at running back and wide receiver, actually just let's go. Yeah. Running back and wide receiver. I think um, Gus Edwards is was going to be one of my picks here. Yeah. Um, and inter- there's another pretty interesting guy on the board and he could be the wide receiver one in green Bay this year, which is, alan lazard yeah my process of elimination with mvs and Devonte adams
1: oh yeah, yeah the chiefs have got mvs i literally
0: completely forgot about that So we were talking about the chief <laughs> wide receiver <laughs> yeah, room earlier. yeah we forgot literally
1: about forgot about mvs <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> How can forget about the the best oh, star yeah um, <laughs> but yes yeah, alan lazard is definitely um interesting guy here i think he's he'd definitely be my pick i f- Tim Patrick is someone again that I think is a bit underrated. He's yeah, he's not got the most type about him at all. But again, with, with the quarterback upgrade, I think he he showed flashes last year of what he can do. Um, but I think the the two that offer the most upside would be Gus Edwards, just because who knows what the, the Ravens are going to do with their running back room if yeah. if J K Dobbins isn't fully healthy when he's at the start of the season or has another injury then. Gus Edwards could pick up the pieces and become a really good wide receiver next year. I know he's getting on in age, but he showed showed what he can do. And I, I think at this stage in the draft, that's what I'm looking for: is, is guys with upside. Yeah. If, if Dobbin suffered an injury, then I know I could trade away Edwards, you know, to a contender this year and and pick up some nice draft capital. So yeah, um, I think Gus Edwards and Alan Lazard would be my two two picks at this at this spot
1: let's get Gus Edwards locked in and Alan Lazard the Lizard King locked in as well as we're about to head in to our final two picks as we do see Marcus Mariota flying off the board there he won't be available for our last two picks of the draft and yeah this is always interesting to see the names coming off here it's like Jameson Crowder you know, Evan Ingram you know who I will not stop drafting ever he's just yeah I always see this potential with him for some reason. I I don't know why fully, but yeah, I've I've got a lot of Evan Ingram shows. Sure, so hopefully, that will pan out eventually. Here we it was, go.
0: It was that first that first season. I think he was tight end four or something. Where yeah, in, in his rookie year, and everyone thought, "Wow, this is the next, you know, athletic great tight end." And then it just yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but I I think he's yeah. still a value. I think you never know. He could he could hit it off, um, in Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's a small chance. You never know. And here we are. We're run number 17. Um who's sitting up here? That looks interesting. You know, Marlon is Marlon Mack the starter in Houston.
0: Yeah, I believe so. And I actually missed this one. Um I've got a lot of shares of Marlon Mack because I've always rated him as a runner back, but he's just been he's been stuck behind Jonathan Taylor um yeah. and, and Naheem Hartin. So he's not he's not been given it any work. Um but when he has started in in the past, he's showed that he's a capable running back. And I even missed it. Someone someone tried to trade um, Marlon Mack from my team, and I was like, "Why are they trying to get Marlon Mack? He's literally got no value, you know, stuck behind yeah. Taylor." And uh, and then I looked into it, and he was he, yeah, he was traded, <laughs> or he went to the Texans eight days ago, and I was like, well, I completely missed that one. Yeah, obviously quite happy with it having quite a few shares of him. So he's um he's definitely in consideration with one of his picks. So probably would probably will be taking him um with one of these two picks. Yeah, uh, he was
1: one that was um for all my leagues that the waivers are still open, he was on almost every waiver and it was just going in to be like, yep, 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 yep. Like take yep. as many Marlon Macs as you could.
0: Yeah. Well listen to a lot of the, the Buccaneers media. They they were saying that the team had been linked with Marlon Mack for, mm. for quite a while. They've always liked him. So I thought that could have been a decent fit but they they obviously yeah. never Never made the move for him, but thankfully he's he's got the, he's got the move, and just you know you managed to pick him off off waivers, and now he's got a, an actual trade value. So yeah, that's a that's a good win there.
1: Absolutely. So we got thinking, Marlon Mack, and anyone else standing out for you, there, or Are You wanting to see specific positions?
0: Um, yeah, I'll just have a look at the wide receivers, please.
1: So wide receivers, you got Darius Slayton, Tan Wallace. You know Quintus Cephas before Amon Ross and Brian had his break. Quintus Cephas was doing very well, and obviously had that horrendous injury. Um, MVS, who we talked about, you know, is still sitting there. And you know Antonio, who knows is Antonio Brown going to try and box Jake Paul or something? Is that what's <laughs> happening? Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> who knows? I think he's just dropped his album. So I mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows <laughs> what he's up to these days? But um, it was uh, it was a shame <laughs> what. What happened? Quite funny, though, how it ended in, in Tampa Bay.
1: Oh, honestly, the, just for the memes alone, like that was, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was gold, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, just like the one of Thanos, but it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, remarkable. So, yeah, he it is an option that you could pick, but maybe, maybe wouldn't be the wisest one. So, is anyone there standing up? I could school down as well, I suppose. As well, Kneel Harry. An interesting yes. one as well. He is pushing for a trade. Will he get it or not? I, don't, I, I almost, I almost think the Bill Belichick is too stubborn to give him that, and I think he'd rather see him rot than trade him.
0: I think you might be right. Um, I think Matt unfortunately was really high in Nikhil Harry, um, and he's never, never forgave himself for, for taking him in the first round. But there was a lot of people who was drawn into it. Um, yeah, I, I picked him in one league, and I've absolutely hated the pick ever since. But there's a guy at the bot, right at the bottom of the list. KJ Hamler is yeah. is fairly interesting. Again, he's on that high-powered offense now with Russell Wilson, and it could be the cheapest one of the of the lot. Where he's the speed demon, he could he could really link up with with Russell Wilson. Um, he's certainly got some upsides. And then mm. MVS is probably the other one at, at Kansas City. There's not that many targets to go around, you know. or not m- that many receivers that you know. Mahomes has got a pass to one of these guys, and and MVS has got plenty of yeah. speed. It's just it's just the guy that I think Patrick Mahomes is going to love linking up, linking up with throwing it deep. Um, so it's definitely between MVS and KJ Hamler. Um, I think we're going to go for MVS just because the link with Patrick Mahomes is too good. Yeah, you don't know who's going to be the wide receiver one on this this offense and? If it turned out that MVS and, and Patrick Mahomes have got a great connection, then, then we've absolutely smashed this pick at the, right at the back end of the draft. It's someone, again, that you can trade away to. It's someone that will track value because of the link with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um So, I think he's, he's my pick here.
1: So, MVS. And are you wanting Marlon Mack as your other pick as well?
0: You I just see, the, I just see uh, sorry, the running backs, just again. Lovely. Just, uh, well, let's... Fresh,
1: I'll get MVS locked in. Yeah. And then I'll pause and we'll look at the running backs. So yeah, it was Warren Mack and you know David Johnson's up there as well. So Philip oh yeah, Philip Lindsay's up in Miami um as well. Like he's yeah. you yeah know, getting buried underneath everyone else at the minute. And yeah, those are your other running back. Dr. Foreman going to Car that's an interesting one. Foreman to the Panthers. he looked quite good mm. um towards the end of last year.
0: He did look good actually. Um He's another guy that was, you know, you pick up off waivers. Um, a yeah. lot of people have dropped him now that he's he's moved away, and he he wasn't, you know, the running back one in in Tennessee while Derek Henry was injured. Um, but he's he certainly showed his ability. Uh, but I think Marlon Mack, a guy I think is still twenty five years old, someone like that, twenty six. I think he's still got a few years ahead of him. Who knows? He's going to be the Texans' running back one, but I think he's got a great shot. We've seen we've seen him be a running back one before, and mm-hmm. I think at this stage, I think I'm I've not got too many running backs as it is, but I think the value is fine here for for Marlon Mack. And if you're getting a potential starting runner back at this stage of the draft, then you've absolutely smashed it.
1: Yeah, I agree completely. So let's get Marlon Mack locked in as our our final pick of the draft. And Ali, you can kind of. Breathe deeply now, relax as the you know the seat is cooling down a little bit for you as we wind down with Tylen Wallace, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen, and the final pick, Jamal Williams over at Detroit. So let's have a little look. We're filtered by position already, so let's see how we did with this team. Right, you got three quarterbacks. You got Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, and Derek Carr. I mean, that's Solid. That, yeah, you gotta love that. Absolutely. A running back room of Elijah Mitchell, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, Gus Edwards, and Marlon Mack, you know, all you know, very high end running backs there, you know, huge potential. I think that it'll really pivot on, you know, if Penny and Singletary hit, then you've absolutely smashed it there.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, they're just up they're just like there's a few guys that are one injury away or just yeah. One thing that can happen and and then that they have really good running backs that could all finish in the top top fifteen, top twenty. this, this yeah
1: year. absolutely agree. And then you know the wide receiver room looks absolutely fantastic with Eddiet Brian, Mike Evans, Darnell Mooney, Juju Smith Schuster, Christian Kirk, Russell Gage, Alan Lazard, and MVs Marquez Valdez Scantling. very strong wide receiver room there.
0: Yeah, I think the the value was probably later on in the draft where you've been able to pick up guys like Alan Lazard that potentially could be wide receiver one. You've got MVS who again now linked to a, an elite quarterback, Christian Kirk. You've just got to follow the money. He's going to run targets, yeah. and then Juju again. Um, it's just upside guys. Juju's finished as a wide receiver one before, so he could be he could finish as wide receiver one again. Who knows? And to get him as wide receiver four, you know that, that's got to feel Got feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even like Mike Evans at the end of the fifth round is very, very good value there. I think.
0: Well, he's yeah, he's, he's one of the safest picks. We've got another year of Tom Brady chuckling the ball, so you can pencil in yeah, and 10, ten to fifteen touchdowns, a thousand yards. Um, and and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fringe wide receiver one figures for for Mike Evans. Yeah, so he's solid as easily. ever.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you've got your two tight ends, you've got Mark Andrews and, and Albert Owen there as well, which is just, yeah, excellent, excellent work there at the tight end position. So how are you feeling after drafting your your hot seat team, Ali?
0: It's, yeah, not too bad, to be honest. It's, it's difficult picking from the 12 because, although it's good in a way because you get to control sort of where the draft goes, picking back-to-back mm. players, um, but you just know you've got that massive weight, so you... Whereas if you if you sort of towards the end of one of the rounds, you can try and work out what guy might fall back to me. It's just yeah. a complete it's it's a complete lottery when you when you've got all those picks between between your two, and it is difficult. But you know I've locked up three really good quarterbacks that I can all see finishing. Well, Deshaun Watson's going to miss you know half the season probably, but Stafford and Carr could easily finish as quarterback ones in their own yeah. right this year. Um, yeah. And then Deshaun Watson is. He's an elite quarterback, and um yeah, I think it's an absolute solid draft. I'd be happy to to have you know those players and that that lineup and that that team if if it was a dynasty roster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you've done a great job, especially you know you cranked up cranked up the heat right at the very start from from picking a position twelve, which <laughs> no one's done before, and you know no one may be brave enough to do it again. You might be you might be the only one, so. I think you've done an excellent job on here, Ali, and I just want to just want to thank you once again for for coming on to the show and you know giving everyone those amazing hints and tips and you know drafting this amazing team from from position number twelve, which you know nobody nobody wants to do, no one's been brave enough to do yet, but you know you set a new bar for for bravery and for you know for turning up the heat as much as possible, which you know we expected at the start whenever the the grill meets the hot
0: seat. I c- I couldn't not do it being being the grill. I couldn't. I couldn't pick safe, so yeah, I had to go, had to go rogue and uh, pick from the twelve. But it's been it's been interesting because, you know, I've watched every single one of your episodes. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just to to see the different strategies. Um, yeah. Just wanted to show a different strategy from from number twelve. And just, you know, if if you are picking from number twelve in your startups this this year you, you kind of get a taste of the guys that could could fall to you at pick twelve.
1: Yeah, absolutely love it. And Just once again, for everybody watching, please remember, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, give this a thumbs up. Let's see if we can get Ali onto this hall of fleeing board. The more thumbs up he gets, the higher up he's going to go. Let's see if we can overtake. We've got Paul and we've got Kev and we've got Murph sitting up at the top in the top three. So let's see how high we can get Ali to go. And remember, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed yet, do us a favor, hit that little button and subscribe. Let's see if we can get to that fifty subscribers on YouTube target. And make sure you give a follow over on Twitter as well. And just one more time, Ali, thank you so much for for coming on and being an unbelievable guest. And thank you so much, to everyone, for listening. And remember, even though the hot seats cool and down for another while, you should always keep yourselves and your teams lit. I'll see you next time.